Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. And again, we're very honored to have with us a man of men, a person, a soul, a spirit that truly represents what America was founded for and founded by our founding fathers, Judge Andrew Napolitano, a man that knows, studies, has the details, facts about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and what they mean and how we've lost them. And each time we get together every Wednesday, the situation keeps getting worse and worse in front of everybody's eyes. And we're doing all we can to change that, and the judge is doing it. He puts out these great articles every week, and there's going to be one out tomorrow. And it's called Donald Trump and government theft. Judge, thanks for being here today. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Gerald, no matter what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a true honor and that I know you and that we're friends and that we really both share the spirit of what this country was founded upon because, as we say all the time, you know, we're only us because we're born in America, born to be free at a time when there was such a thing as freedom. And we've lost that. And you have this article here. Donald Trump and government theft. <clears throat> Let's make this clear right from the start, everybody. It's not about whether you like Trump or hate Trump. It's about what's going on against Trump. And again, to make it clear, speaking only for myself, <clears throat> I can't stand Trump. Don't like the cat. Don't like a lot of things that he's done. <clears throat> the assassination of Soleimani, moving the American embassy from, from, Jerusalem, uh, from uh, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, trying to overthrow the Venezuelan government and not living up to his word on a lot of things that he said he was going to do. So I want to make that clear. I'm not a fan of his, but I call things the way they are, not the way I want them to be. I was the first magazine to call him a winner in May of 2016. Call the whole uh, crisis about the impeachment a stupid joke, a moronic thing to do, knowing he wasn't going to get impeached because there would never be a majority enough to impeach him about the whole Russia gate, a total scam. So I call it like it is not what I want. And the same with the judge. And I'm not speaking for the judge, but his article here really makes it clear where they're going after Trump and what they're doing to him. And I just want to read a, a quick section here, judge, and you take it away and <clears throat> say last week, a New York court ordered the Trump administration and its principles, including the former president, to forfeit nearly $400 million to the state government. This gargantuan punishment was not for any crime committed or harm caused by the defendants. Rather, it was government theft at its worst. So Donald Trump borrowed money from Deutsche Bank regularly, consistently, and, system and systematically. It was his, for years, sole lender, and then for other years, his principal lender. And he developed a real estate in New York City and elsewhere. Uh, in order to borrow the money, he pledged assets that he already owned as security for the money, giving a mortgage. Uh, he paid back all the money that was borrowed and he paid it back on time. The government came in and demanded his uh, books and records. 
and said, we think that the evaluation you put on a building that you pledged as security for a loan you made 10 years ago was not accurate, that you overvalued the building and therefore you cheated Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank said, well, no, he didn't cheat us. We sent our own appraisers out there to appraise his buildings. We never accept at face value what our clients tell us, except in Trump's case, he was right. It was within a range acceptable to us. It wasn't exactly what we wanted right down to the penny, but it never is because the value of real estate can change every day. What's the value of a piece of real estate? What a willing buyer and a willing seller are willing to pay for it. And that could be different today than it was last week and will be next week. Nevertheless, the state sued him, claiming that somehow the state suffered harm because Trump over-evaluated the assets that he pledged as security for the loan and persuaded a judge that Trump illicitly earned $160 million. And that $160 million plus interest should be forfeited to the state. Now, we have a principle of law in America called the harm principle. If I punch you in the nose, you can sue me because I have a duty not to touch your nose and I breached that duty and I harmed you and your nose. You can sue for pain and suffering and medical bills and loss of work and permanent injury if there is anybody. But if a friend of yours looks at the nose a week later and says, what happened to your nose? You said, the judge did it to me. I'm going to sue the judge. No, that other person can't sue me because I didn't breach any duty to him. I didn't harm him. So that's effectively what happened here, except there was no nose breaking. There was no harm to the bank. The bank's executives got on the witness stand during the case and said, he paid us back every nickel we loaned him. He's one of the best clients we've had. He's the president of the United States, but he ever if he ever goes back into this business, we'll be happy to lend him all the money he wants. And still the state persuaded a judge that somehow the state was harmed. It was a phantom harm. Now, you're an economist. You'll get a kick out of the state's claim for harm. Here's how we're harmed, the state lawyer argued. The banks loaned Trump more money than they should have. They should have loaned him less money, and therefore there would be more money in the bank for them to loan to other people, oh. to small businesses. A, the bank doesn't lend from its reserves. It lends from the fake cash that the Federal Reserve gives to it. B, Deutsche Bank doesn't lend to small businesses. They don't make loans less than $100 million. See, the state doesn't know what the hell it's talking about because money is fungible. So if 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 the bank overloaned to Trump, he's still built, he didn't put it into the money in a shoebox. He's building skyscrapers, which is employing thousands of people, which is creating new wealth each time one of those condos in those skyscrapers is bought and sold and bought and sold. And the judge, without a jury, bought this nonsense allowed Trump's assets to be seized from him. I'll explain the seizure to you in a minute if you want to hear it. Um, in one of the greatest acts of uh, theft in the modern era, I mean, this this would make Joe Stalin blanch for all the farms 
that his communist government stole from Russian peasants, peasants, not wealthy people, peasants in the 1930s. Go on, tell us more about this. Oh, okay, all right. So now what can Trump do? Trump can appeal, but he has to prevent the execution of his assets. Normally, the, the successful plaintiff will say, okay, we're not going to execute on the judgment. File your appeal. We'll see what the appellate court does. Yesterday, the attorney general said, we're going to begin execution next week. That means they're going to begin to seize oh. 400 million in oh. assets from him. How can he stop that seizure? You ready for this? By depositing 400 million in cash, in cash, in a court bank account, or oh. by purchasing a bond, an insurance policy, naming the state of New York as the beneficiary and funding that bond, which would have to be pledged with a billion dollars worth of assets. This is absolutely bankrupting uh, uh, theft of, of the highest order. I've never seen such a theft by an American government in the history of the country uh, under the guise uh, of legitimate litigation. I've seen the state take property and not pay a fair market uh, value. I myself in New Jersey have stopped the state from seizing property because they weren't uh, paying fair market value for it. But this is the worst theft I've, I've ever seen. The state isn't paying a nickel. The state is just stealing, stealing $400 million from a man because they hate him. Yeah, They hate his personality. They hate his character. They hate his politics. I understand that, uh, that people hate him. I understand that people dislike him. When the Attorney General, Letitia James, was running for office, she promised to get Donald Trump. Yep. And some kid at some press conference said, would you sue him for us? And she answered, you better believe it. Uh, now, that's what she's done. She's riding high in her political career right now. She, uh, slew, she just slew a monster, and she's enriched the uh, state's coffers by $400 uh, million. I can't wait for an appellate court to undo it. This trial judge was appealed six times during the trial. Well, twice before and four during the trial. All six times he was reversed by the same <laughs> appellate panel. So the same appellate panel should reverse the outcome uh, of this case as a monstrous, gargantuan theft. And, you know, Deutsche Bank, I, I, they're, they're originally from the Bronx or Brooklyn, right? I thought they were from Munich. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> it's a joke. Right. It's a damn German bank. Right. What the hell does it have to do with America? Right. It's a right. they're doing they're doing a German with a German bank. With what, what does this have to do with anything? Yeah, I want to go back to your article of it because you said so many things here, so, so important for people to know about. You said the legal and philosophical essence of wrongness is harm. The law does not concern itself. You've made this clear, but I want to make it even more. The law does not concern itself with trifles or with theoretical wrongs, but only wrongs that have caused palpable and measurable harm. This hasn't caused any harm to anybody, anywhere, anyhow. Correct. Correct. You, you said in one sentence what I attempted to say in a thousand words. This has not caused any harm to anyone, anywhere, anyhow. 
the only harm that the state could allege was this wacky theoretical harm that Deutsche Bank would have had more money. <laughs> well, I mean, this this is really defies economic. These these kids, these young lawyers, must have flunked economics one hundred and one. And the same with the judge, who's not a youngster; he's older than you and I. Been around for a long time. My my friends, I have friends on the uh, bench. Uh, New York State Supreme. It's the same level of judge judgeship in New York that I was on in New Jersey. It's a trial court of general jurisdiction. Um, and he's known as a smart person, but an eccentric person willing to buy into exotic and outlier ideas. Well, calling this exotic and outlier is being charitable. This is theft, uh, pure and simple. And I'm confident confident that somewhere along the appellate line will be reversed. But Gerald, these reversals don't come overnight. This appeal has to get online with all the appeals ahead of it. This won't even reach the appellate court for three or four years. Wow. He, he could be elected president uh, eight months from now and serve four years in the White House. And when he gets out, he'll still be dealing with this. Wow. Wow. This is terrible. You know, it's it's terrible at so many levels, you know, Judge. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm, <laughs> what, what happened yesterday with the United States for the third time, I guess three strikes you're out, yeah. vetoing a UN resolution for a ceasefire in Gaza. And this was the cover of our magazine that I came up with last week. America, no ceasefire. We supply weapons to keep bloodying the killing fields. Again, we came out with this before yesterday's vote, knowing that this was going to happen. And the baloney that they keep spewing out about, oh, we have to do something to stop this. Oh, we're, we're so... As America keeps supplying the weapons to slaughter these innocent people in front of everybody's eyes. And where is the outrage? You know, there, there, there's no outrage other than from people like you and me and the people and the guests that we have on our uh, podcasts. Uh, Joe Biden is supposedly outraged in his phone <laughs> calls with BB. That's hogwash. He could stop oh, this in one phone call. No yep. more spare parts, no more uh, ammunition. I'm telling you to stop now. Uh, Mr. Prime Minister, we're not going to attack the Houthis for you uh, anymore. We're not going to protect you anymore. Stop now. And he'll have to stop because he, I Israel does not have the ability to manufacture the level of armaments and ammunition that it's uh, using, and it would soon uh, run out. But Biden won't or can't uh, do that. Question, who controls Washington, Netanyahu or Biden? Or the Jewish lobbyists. Correct. The Jewish lobbyists, APAC, APAC, has an iron vice grip on the Congress and the White House, and Netanyahu knows that. And, and you and go to mintpress.com, and they show you the millions and hundreds of thousands that politicians are getting from the Jewish lobbies. All the data is there. And Trump, uh, Biden is up to almost $5 million already. That is wow. So, so the American government is corrupt. It's been bought and paid for uh, by APAC and, and APAC's colleagues. 
and APAC is a, a foreign lobbying entity which does not have to register uh, with the Justice Department. It's the only one of hundreds that doesn't have to register uh, with the Justice Department. You, you lobby the American government in behalf of a foreign government. You're a foreign agent. That's the def federal definition uh, of a foreign agent. And then you have to register with the uh, DOJ and make all kinds of revelations about uh, income and activities and who you met with and all that. Unless you're APAC, then you don't have to. <laughs> and if you go to their website, you'll see why they don't have to, because you'll see more than 350 faces of members of the United States Congress who are devoted to APAC. You want to donate to this Republican, just just press the face. You want to donate to this Democrat, press the face. This liberal, yeah. press the face. This conservative, press yeah. the face. There's a few libertarians and a few progressives that won't have anything to do with APAC, but just a few. Again, that little clown boy, Bernie Sanders, who plays the uh, the role as being for peace. There's, there's his videos that are out everywhere. They're really going out. He was in Ireland and they really started attacking him said, why won't you call it what's going on? Genocide. Why won't you use that word? He said, well, well um, it, it's a queasy, it's a queasy term. And they started, what do you mean queasy term? It's a definition. It, it's right there in front of everybody to know and see. This is outright genocide by the definition. And here's the, an example of what's going on with the media. These are the, this is the front page of Tuesday's Wall Street Journal. Novani's widow vows to carry on fight. What the hell do I care about this? Oh, how about, how about Assange? How about Snowden? Ah, we don't care about them. This is total propaganda to get the people to hate the Russians more. Correct. Correct. Number two, this is today's front page of the uh. World Shit Journal. If you ask Scott Ritter about that person, that young man whose uh, picture is on the front page, who's a Wall Street Journal reporter, Ritter will tell you he was a spy and the CIA knows it and Joe Biden knows it and the American Department of Justice knows it and the Wall Street Journal knows it. Yep. And again, what the hell do I care about this? I'm buying this thing for economic data. This is pure propaganda. How come you don't have Assange's picture up here? as they're going to extradite him to the United States, if you're going to do this kind of crap anyway. And, and here, Russia keeps reported jailed, detains American. Chinese bank cuts key rate to spur economy. Musk's SpaceX strengthens ties to U.S. security agencies. Mega projects in the desert drain Saudi Arabia's cash. Survive, mother be... Mother becomes advocate for hostages. Oh, mother becomes advocate for hostages. How about United States vetoes cease fire? Hmm. Nowhere on that front. No, page. but a mother. Oh, how about how about the thousands of Palestinians that the Israelis have locked up? Don't call them hostages. How about the. Over 100,000 Palestinians have either died or seriously wounded since October. Not a word, but, oh, but, 
survive. Mother becomes an advocate for hostages. Mother. I can't say motherfucker because you get blacklisted for that, but that's what it is. This is what the media has declined into, Judge. Yeah, yeah. And mainstream media is terrible. I mean, it's what has caused podcasts like yours and mine and our colleagues to blossom because a lot of people, a lot of well-meaning, well-intended people are just sickened by what uh, the propaganda is that comes from mainstream (laughs) media. And the Wall Street Journal, which is run by friends of mine and owned by my former boss, is not what it used to be. It's now as much a, a mouthpiece uh, as the as the rest of uh, mainstream media is. You know, Judge, when you were saying about you know podcasts, everybody, you really need to go see what the judge is doing. Uh, judging freedom, it, it's it's phenomenal, phenomenal. The people that he has on, they're real men, real women. These are people that speak up in in uh, in facts. And facts are gone. Again, when they put headline crap like this out there, not nothing, nothing about with America's atrocity of yesterday by vetoing a ceasefire resolution. So go to judging freedom and you got, you got to see the people and judge. I want to make this before we leave. Here's my forecast. Now that Biden's gave gives given Netanyahu the go-ahead to keep the slaughter going. They're going to expand this war, more bombs away over Lebanon, more bombs away over Syria. Israel, according to the New York Times, was responsible for the blowing up of the gas pipelines in Iran last week. They're going to ramp this thing up. And if Iran has a military conflict with Israel, this is going to escalate World War III. And it's also going to crash the global economy because you're going to see Brent crude, which is now trading at around $83 a barrel, go to about $130 a barrel. Mm. That's going to bring down the equity markets and the global economy, which is already on the fringe. Japan used to be the number three largest economy in the world. Now it's number four. Moving into number three is Germany. The UK, each one of them all in recession. They're all in recession by the facts. This goes on. Oil prices skyrocket. Boom. And as I say, when all else fails, they take you to war. Yes. Ritter Ritter and, um, McGregor tell me that the Israelis cannot defeat Hezbollah and that they are very ill-advised to attack southern uh, Lebanon, that Hezbollah is bigger, stronger, and fiercer than their army, which is largely made up of uh, citizen civilian reservists. Is uh, another you, saw, you saw that map of Israel that Netanyahu showed at the UN two yep. weeks before October 7th, and it was literally from the uh, river to the sea. Yep. And and going back to Hezbollah, didn't they defeat the Israelis and yes, throw they, them out of Lebanon? Yes, they did. 
Yes, they did. And they weren't nearly as um, uh, well-established a military then as they are now. Yes, this is terrible what's going on. If we don't have peace, it's going to be hell on earth. And we're doing everything we can, Judge. Thank you for all you're doing. And to bring peace on earth, goodwill to all. And again, go to Judging Freedom. Donate to Occupy Peace. You know, Judge, I'm going to ask Taylor Swift to speak at the next peace conference. <laughs> I hope she comes. <laughs> Could you imagine if Taylor Swift came out for peace? Wow. Wow. Because she, that has an, she has enormous influence, maybe unintended, but enormous influence. But she, of course, she won't. Judge, thanks for being on. See you next week. And everybody remember, go to Judging Freedom because we have to get that freedom back. And the judge is the one that's helping everybody to do that. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.